It's Tuesdays with Aaron. Here's Jason Wildey with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Wisconsin. It is the Aaron Rodgers Show, Tuesdays with Aaron. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. How you doing? I'm good. I, I think uh, somebody messed with this here, and it's... Uh, yeah, everything looks good with the sound today. Okay, well, we uh, we're, we hope that we've gotten the gremlins out of the system. So we're going to try something new today. We're going to go all ask Aaron all show long. So you wanted more questions from others? You got them. All right. Let's uh, let's start with a few I questions. Miss, I miss my Twitter followers out there. I yeah, do. well, this is their way to connect with you, but right. you're steadfast in that policy. No in-season tweeting. I thought you were going to call me Stedman. That was kind of weird. No, that would, yeah. that would okay. be weird. Yeah, no no tweeting. Okay. Uh, the first question comes from Misty. How is your neck? I hope you feel better. <laughs> Thank you, Misty. Uh, you know what? I woke up with my uh, my neck was stiff uh, for whatever reason. About uh, 8.45. I didn't wake up at 8.45. I saw that somewhere. I didn't wake up at 8.45, but okay. I woke up, went back to my house, changed, and got in the shower. And, you know, if, if you're kind of sore somewhere and you get some hot water on it, uh, you know, it kind of dulls some of the pain, increases the blood flow, whatever. So I got out of the shower, I got dressed, got in the car, and then my neck was just killing me. And the so closer I got to the this? stadium, this is—I got in my car at eight forty-five. I was driving okay. out of the stadium. I used to get there about three hours before the game, so I got to the stadium, and and it was just all uh, stiff. And thankfully, you know, I was able to get a lot of treatment from my guys in the training room, especially Nate Weir. Got to give Nate a big shout out there. Um, and your chiropractor, who you gave some doctor Z, doctor Zoli came over. Um. So, yeah, you know, and it's one of those things where my neck's hurting, it's raining outside. You know, I'm thinking, man, this this is not going to be a great day. And then you go out and throw 100, 480 yards and four touchdowns. But. Um, what, what, is it, uh, what is it like and what is going through your mind? This was from David. As you're coming out the tunnel and you see Bart Starr and the alumni on Sunday, I, I saw you and a few other players stopped not only by Bart but by Willie Davis and a few others. It's it's incredible. I mean, when I was drafted as a rookie, I, I remember coming back after my first year doing Fan Fest, and I got to meet the late Max McGee and Bart together, and that was an incredible thrill. And then later that offseason, I got to meet Paul Horning, Fuzzy Thurston, uh, I believe Jerry Kramer uh, at uh, the Lombardi Golf Tournament, and I'm, I'm, I've been a football fan since I'm a kid, and and I love uh, the history of football as well. I mean, I'm a, I feel like I'm a football historian uh, with uh, the amount of old films I've watched, and uh, and just being around football and caring about the history of the league and the organizations and the players that made it what it is today. And so to come to Green Bay and get to play, there's so much tradition. It's been a blast to get to spend time with these guys. You know, Willie Willie Davis was in our locker room and was really with us in 2010 a lot during our run, and so he has a special place in all of our hearts. Who were on the you know on the team then and, and went through that run together. So I got to see Willie. I actually got to shake Paul Horning's hand uh, when we came out uh, after pregame warmups. And then Bart and I are close. He was very gracious to do the Mac Fund event last year for us and did an unbelievable job. I found myself, and you were there, I found myself having to answer questions after he gave his answer, 
and there's not much you can say that can uh, compare to, to uh to Mr. Starr. So he's been a great friend, a great supporter, him and his wife, and it was great to see both of them and all of our alumni back. A few more questions about Sunday's game from Ask Aaron. You can uh, tweet the, your questions with the hashtag Ask Aaron or email them to us. But they're too late right now, aren't they? They You've are already, too late. Yeah. The, the, you got to get them in early. The rundown is, is set. Um, the Three questions essentially asking the same thing, but I want to give all three of these uh, folks their due. Dan asks, since you called the plays for Matt Flynn in that game against the Lions when he had 480 passing yards, how do you feel about sharing the record with him? Chase asks, any regrets from not throwing one more pass to get one more yard. And Anthony says, you and Matt Flynn now share the Packers' single-game record for both passing yards in a game and touchdowns in a game because of the Houston game. Do you guys still keep in touch during the season? Wow. Uh, He's a really well-liked guy still here, isn't he? Matty, yeah, I think he is. Among the fans, too. And some of the players. Not all of them, some of them. That was a joke. I think he was well liked by everybody I think, when he was I think we it. knew you were kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me let me hit all these. Uh, first misnomer: I didn't call all the plays when he threw for all those yards. I did have my hand in the majority of the plays in the first half, and that was a blast. I uh, loved doing that. I'm not going to take any credit for anything I did that day. As I mean, I called the plays. He executed them extremely well and played. Great that day. I mean, unbelievable day for him. Uh, I was like a big brother watching that game. I know I've said that in the past. Uh, secondly, uh, do I wish I had thrown one more pass? Well, I didn't know where I was at yardage-wise, for one. For two, I believe in uh, the traditions and sportsmanship associated with the game. And I don't think that, uh, you know, you've seen stuff in the past in other sports I remember, I believe, Ricky Davis shot a basketball off the wrong hoop to try and get a rebound for a triple-double before. Uh, and things like that have happened at different times, uh, trying to, to get stats. I just I, If it comes in the flow of the game, awesome. If not, you get to the two-minute warning. James had a great run for a first down. You kneel on it three times. That's what you do. But you needed to throw to get that last drive to kill those seven-and-a-half minutes. You'd run twice, and it had gone nowhere. What was the shift there and kind of the mentality? That was uh, strictly predicated on wanting to finish the game with the ball and the fact that they were playing a lot of guys in the box. They were playing base defense. They had eight guys right around the uh, the line of scrimmage, and there was nowhere to run the football. So we had to throw the ball a few times. Once we did, it loosened them up just enough for James to get that last first down. The uh, final question about Sunday's game from Ask Aaron comes from Alex. He says, uh, Mike McCarthy said he and the team took their foot off the gas Sunday. Does that concern you from a finishing the game standpoint? Well, I want to finish the first answer. I do talk to Matt all the time, and we're still very close. And he did text me after the game uh, a, a dumb inside joke that uh, that is often <laughs> sent back and forth between the two of us. Not surprising, but, uh, but yeah, Matt and I are still close. As far as that goes, uh, you know, I think Mike did an incredible job of calling plays, and, and we had almost 50 called in the first half, which is amazing for us. Uh, we joked last week about the Eagles calling all those plays against Washington and not thinking that was possible. But, you know, our defense played great in the first half, and we sustained drives. So that was a lot of, a lot of plays. I felt like our wind was good out there. And... Uh, in the second half, we tried to get some runs going because we were running the ball effectively. I mean, James was running the ball really well. 
Uh, and we just didn't execute those plays as well. So if Mike wants to say, take the foot off the gas, that's, those are his words. I would say that, you know, it was the flow of the game and Mike was trying to get, uh, get us going with some runs and that didn't work. And then I missed a couple passes on third down that could have kept drives alive. Let's go inside the helmet. Will has the first question. He says, what's changed with Finley? Has it all been you guys spending more time together? That sideline catch he had was amazing. Sideline, you mean the catch and run kind of deal? Yeah, that was that was yards. amazing. Uh, watching that replay, uh, it's maybe the one minus that James Jones had all day. I think him and half the other guys on the Redskins defense were thinking that he was going to be knocked out of bounds. But James is kind of watching him as he breaks the first one, breaks the second one, breaks the third one. If he's blocking somebody during that, he, I mean, he might have kept going down the sidelines. Uh, and that just shows what an incredible play that was. It's one of those plays that you're going to remember, like the Donald Driver play against the, the Niners a few years back when he broke all those guys' tackles and Andrew Corliss trying to tackle him. Uh, that was an incredible play for, for Jermichael. Uh, he's been he's been playing well. You know, He's just been carrying over the things he's been doing in practice in the game. And I know we talked about this a few years back when I was feeling like James Jones was going to come on, and that was due to the – to his play in practice. He was playing very well in practice, making a lot of plays, uh, doing a real good job in the meeting room, being on the same page with me, being in the right place at the right time with his routes. And it was no surprise that he had kind of a jump in his performance. And everybody was saying, what happened? You know, where did James Jones come from? I said, the practice field. You play well in practice. You practice like you play. And that's what Mike has always preached. And it's going to show up in the game. And Jermichael's been practicing really really well for the last year and a half and it's no surprise he's playing so well on sundays matt asks the yak yards were insane on sunday were the quick three to five yard passes a game plan or a product of the coverage and what was working well i don't think there was a ton of three to five yard passes we we hit a lot of slants a lot of inbreaking stuff and, and there's been some talk in the past on this show i know about what happened to the slant pattern uh, it just it's. I mean, the NFL is like a circle. I mean, everything comes back around at some point. And I know we. I probably said the same thing back then. You know, there's some plays we haven't run in a few years. The, the in-breaking routes uh, have been given to us the last couple of weeks. We've hit them. Guys have made some nice plays. I think when you when you take some sacks early in the game, you have to adjust a little bit. And they were giving us uh, some some quick stuff in the flat that. Uh, that we did a great job of breaking tackles and turning the positive gains, and we wanted to make sure that we were on time and uh, putting the ball in the proper space and giving those guys room to run. 283 out of the 480 yards being yards after the catch is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I really didn't do a whole lot in that game then, obviously. Yes, obviously. Uh, Brett asks, how do you relay, and this may be too far inside, um, how do you relay play calls to the receivers when they don't join the huddle between plays? And I saw Jordy do that a couple times, too. Uh, in fact, there was kind of a muddle huddle at one point where Jordy was the only one who wasn't in it. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, kind of anti, uh, anti-team anti lately. He just hasn't been uh, spending a lot of time with the guys. In the do you huddle, have to announce that that's times. a joke, too? That was a joke, yep. You, Sorry. Do you feel I know, like I you have to trouble. announce that on every show? show? Yeah, that was okay. a joke. Kidding. All right. Please make a note of it. Thank you. Yes. Uh Telepathy. That's how we. Uh, that's you got how we ESPN. Converse. Yes, I got ESPN. Those guys can read me. That was a joke as well. Do we have okay. to say that? No, I don't yep. know. That's that up to you. Joke too. 
Do you remember that part in Independence Day when he's uh, when they're going? It's been to... a long time since I've seen yeah, that movie. Can't even talk to you about that. That's a good movie. I, I, not as good as. But he's talking about how they communicate. And they they communicate through telepathy. The uh, the aliens. The uh, the next question from some comes from Cam, and he says, with the inexperience at tackle, and this is a little bit related to what we talked about earlier with the yak yards. Are you more aware of getting the ball out quicker than in previous years? Not necessarily. No, it's it's more. Uh, taking what's there. I think one of the concerns I know from some of our fans, I'm sure, was a fourth-round rookie left tackle plan. I think he's played pretty good. Yeah. I think he's, he's done a real good job. So uh, that gives you confidence as a quarterback that he's you know, he's doing his job. I'm not surprised he's doing so well. His father has a wonderful mustache, uh, <laughs> as did, did my father. I think there's some sort of uh, genetic... Genetics pass there when you have a dad who's had a mustache for over 25 years. There's some sort of gene passing, I think, that's involved there. Got to meet his, his mother and father uh, on Sunday after the game. Uh, his brother is, is a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of my little brother. I think I've said that before yep. on this show. But proud of him and the way he's played. Uh, you know, we're, we're just going to take what uh, what's there with our offense. We're going to try and play fast, get a lot of plays run. And trust that uh that mike's gonna gonna get us in good situations with the call and i'm gonna make any subtle reactions uh, or adjustments i need to to uh to make sure it's a good situation so if if we got to throw a lot of quick passes we'll do it we still have the shot plays i know tom said something about uh you know we still have shot plays in the plan uh, all the time we just uh didn't have didn't have a chance to do a lot of them Last question for Inside the Helmet comes from Kave. He wants to know, would you please take us through the fourth and three touchdown pass to Cobb? Are you sure about the pronunciation there? I did. I actually tweeted back and forth with him to get the correct pronunciation this week. You have no life. I'm, I just try, I'm just trying to do a good job. But you, you know what? You're, you're not wearing any. Just for the viewers who aren't watching this on the uh, the video cast, uh, Jason is wearing a, a Mac Fund uh, sweatshirt today, which is very, very awesome. It's not his usual uh, freebie college T-shirt uh, that he, he likes to wear. So that was kudos jo- to you. That wasn't a joke or that was a joke? I don't know anymore. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. What was the question? Oh, uh, fourth and three. Fourth and Kabe. three. Past the- yes. Kave. Kave. Kave to Kave. Uh, one of those situations where Mike actually mentioned uh, after the penalty that it was uh, four-down territory. Uh, I believe we had a penalty on that drive. Maybe not. Maybe it was a different drive. But he did say at some point, that was a four-down territory. <laughs> and so third down, uh, you know, threw it away. And then we got the fourth down. He kept us out there. We had a good play call. They brought a little pressure. We were able to adjust uh, properly on that one. And to me, it's crazy how you get these these flashbacks right when things happen. But that was like New Orleans, his first game ever. He ran a route that wasn't the route that was called that actually changed him doing that changed that part of our offense where the route that he ran on Sunday, if you can follow this, was what he ran in 2011 against the Saints. It was a play that was inserted after he ran the incorrect route. He ran it on Sunday for a touchdown. Uh, did a great job of getting inside. Now, Randall has done such a great job of working on his releases. I know he studied a lot of the great slot players who played in the league the last couple of years trying to pick up anything he can from those guys, which is a great trait for a young player to have. And he's done an excellent job of getting to his route at the proper time. And then you know when you get the ball in his hands, it's 
it's a bad situation for the defense. So he just ran a nice route, was able to get inside of the vertical tag player, the other linebacker who had him vertical down the seam. Almost the exact same defense that we saw against New Orleans on that play. I stepped up and, and was able to throw a, a ball on the proper number, and he made a great run after the catch. The acceleration he showed, that was like a video game. Like, I don't I don't play Madden, but I'm guessing there's a button Tecmo Bowl. It. Yeah. It's like Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> uh, let's look ahead to the Bengals. we got two questions, one from Andy. He says, two weeks ago, you get to play a team, or two weeks in a row, you get to play a team coming off a Monday night football game. How big of an advantage is that to you, and what is the biggest advantage uh, of them playing on Monday night? That you get to watch them on Monday, that they're probably due for an emotional letdown, that they don't get a full week of rest. Um, Mike McCarthy mentioned listening to the audio of the game, and you've talked about how you don't like the center having his microphone. Well, Sounds like Mike McCarthy is happy with it, at least when it's not your center that's got the microphone on. <laughs> uh, I think the the only advantage is the short week. You know, depending on any injuries they might have sustained, you know, one less day to get ready for the game. And, um, yeah, that could have an effect. It could not have an effect. They're playing at home again, uh, back-to-back weeks, which helps. And, you know, Phil, I don't, you know, didn't do us any, uh, you know, any st- – any any nice niceness there? That's not even a word, right? I think it were favors. Didn't favors, yeah. Favors? Didn't do us any favors by, you know, three playoff teams out the gate and then a bye week and then 13 after that. However, you know, we get two teams after Monday night games. That uh, That's a little bone I think they, they yeah. threw us there. But very good football team, very well coached. Um, did, I, you know, I did watch them a little bit on Hard Knocks, and it looks like a team that's got a real good sense of humor. Andy looks like uh, he doesn't take himself too seriously, and he'd be a, a guy that uh, would be fun to hang out with. And he's, you know, he's a great young quarterback. It's it's been fun to watch his progress, and uh, obviously they got one of the top receivers in the league, and in AJ, and a defense with uh, a lot of young guys who are playing at a really high level. If uh, you don't mind me asking a question, since you watched Hard Knocks, we know Ted and Mike would not be on board with that ever. But would you like to be on it? I mean, do you think it'd be fun, or do you think it would give away too much? I just I wouldn't like that kind of uh, intrusion. Intrusion, yes. You'd be like James Harrison. You'd turn your back every time the camera was around. Yeah, I or? wouldn't. I wouldn't want that uh, that kind of access. Okay. Uh, let's. It's, move. it's enough. I mean, it's bad enough they got a camera in our locker room now. Yeah. I. You're not a fan of that. Not at all. Okay. I think there's stuff that uh, that should. I mean, what's the next step? It's kind of like okay, they put. Now I can hear what we're saying. Out Mind there. control. Yeah. Um, they, they have the telepathy. They have the camera in the hallway, and they show that up on the scoreboard. Are you talking about when they show Mike's speech on the website, or? I don't think they should be allowed on that. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think they should. They they shouldn't get their booms and their cameras out of the team huddles as well before the game. Good luck with that. Um, Rich's question. Especially when the they're pushing me out of the way to get inside. Did you get pushed out of the way? I have before, yeah. I mean, look, I couldn't. I, I wanted Don't to see, mind me. I'm just the quarterback here. And here's the thing. I mean, you watch, and I saw just part of the uh, the Manning, Manning Bowl, right? There's two brothers who are going to shake their hands after the game. They can't even get to each other with all these. I mean, how these people get all these credentials is unbelievable. They let them on the field, and they can't even, like, walk over to shake hands with each other. That, to me, is ridiculous. I wanted to go over and see Robert and after the game. And 
I'm going to see him, and I'm getting bumped out of the way by camera guys. I'm literally getting bumped out of the way, and I'm just trying to walk in a straight line from where I was at to to see Robert. That's I just think that's that's too much. Well, you and the commissioner are close. You should talk to him about that. Yeah. Uh, our other question about the Bengals, Rich asks, and yes, I'm setting you up to tell this story again. Okay. Have you ever played at Paul Brown Stadium before? No. And what is your favorite road stadium or city? Now, was that 05 when the guy ran on the field? Yes, it was. 05, late in the game, 21-14. Okay. But loud, very where, loud. Where are you when the I'm guy... about the plus, no, sorry, the minus 40, which is like our end zone coming out. So I'm on the 40 coming out. Ball's on about the, so I'm on the minus 40 balls. Maybe I'm on the, yeah, minus 40 balls on the plus 30-ish. Probably getting close to scoring. I mean, you're in position. Yeah, time's kind of winding down. We actually ran the waggle right solid rocket, and then we had this route combination with the backside guy. And Fergie was running a deep post in the backside. We rolled Brett out and he threw it deep down to Fergie and got interfered with. We were coming out of our own end zone late in the game. They I think they punted to pin us deep or something. And so we get that penalty. We're, we get a first down. We're moving. It's loud. And somebody just ran right by me on the field, and I'm helpless. Like, what? what is going on here? Telepathy to Brett didn't work. I couldn't, couldn't let him know to watch us back there. You know, I've said this before, but the thought that runs through your head is, what is he going to do as he gets closer? Is he going to, like, just drill Brett? Is he going to, like, hit a referee? Is he going to go out there and dance around? Because I've, you know, I've said this before. I've seen, you know, Kansas State, my first game, a guy in a hula skirt. Philadelphia, Monday Night Football, guy runs out and pours his ashes on the field. You know, right. other times, you know, uh, at home when the guy around the field, and we always tease the Doug Collins, our security guy, about missing the tackle on the guy. You know, you've seen, Brad Jones had a good tackle. Brad Jones though. got him. But you've seen all the different types of people who enter the field. But you never know. Is there that one weirdo who's going to try and really right. hurt somebody? So that's running through your mind. And not to mention the fact that nobody else knows he's out there because it's so loud. And everybody's looking, you know, from left to right on our sideline as we go down the field on the plus 30. And he runs over there. And I think the back just probably saw him, blows the whistle. He takes the ball out of Brett's hands. And Brett has no idea what's going on. You know, somebody's taking the ball out of his hands. He's not thinking of some fan. He's probably thinking it's like the white cap, you know, the ref right. coming over. And <laughs> starts running the other way. And, you know, we're we're down by seven. We're driving. We got the momentum. It was out of control. He didn't make it to the end zone, but that was uh that was crazy. And then the other time we played there was in the preseason in uh seven, I believe, where they had some bad weather, it was a third preseason game, and we were playing awful. And we had to go back on the field after about an hour break and there was about five hundred people left in the stadium. <laughs> Uh, let's get to our actual Ask Aaron questions. We've got a few of those for you, and then uh, we'll call it a day. The first one comes from Crystal. Being a fan from New Jersey, I was born in Sheboygan, but I've only visited Green Bay once, and I remember two great things about it, Lambo and visiting Bay Beach Amusement Park hmm. and being able to ride a roller coaster for a dollar. The Zippin' Pippin' is said to be Elvis Presley's favorite roller coaster, so I have three quick questions. Have you ever been to Bay Beach? Yes. Do you like Can I answer co- these as they go? Can I I, I, I feel, I, you know, one you know at a how time I feel here. about our time crunch. So one at I'm a time. To... Have I ever been to Bay Beach? Yes. And I've ridden the Zip and Pippin. Oh, I don't like Aaron roller coasters. Rogers go to, how does Aaron Rodgers go to Bay I Beach? I went over there. I was. I went mini golfing. I went on the go-karts, which are awesome. 
Love go karts. Like with the castle that you're It's too cold with? to do the yeah bumper boats. Uh, when was this? I just found out about how awesome that place is a few years ago. So yeah, it's been the last couple of years. I mean, the, the kids' rides are a quarter. I haven't been on any of those. But I went on the Zip and Pippin because I lost a, I, I lost a, a competition there in the uh, in the mini golf. So whoever, if I won, then I was going to make him do something silly. He knows I don't like roller coasters, so he won. So he made me go on the uh, Zip and Pippin. And I'm you not don't a big like roller, roller coaster. Coasters. No, really. That was fine. I've been on uh, this one called the Grizzly in Great America. It's like rickety and wooden terrifying i went on one like when i was in sixth grade yeah it was i think it was sixth grade sixth grade live in oregon and the honor the kids who got like a 375 or higher got to go to this place called oaks park this is when we lived in oregon and it was this amusement park and i went on uh the main ride that has an upside down on it and i don't know how i made it through their lives cause it didn't, without having a uh, just a panic attack but I was okay, so I thought I'll do one more. So I did this rocket ship one, which went around and around and kind of twisted. Yeah, I threw up after that. I have, I'm just not great with motion sickness, so okay. I've, I've been on the Zip and Pippin once. Uh, the final question of that threesome is, uh, what is your opinion of Elvis? Fan, not a fan? Yeah. Like his music? Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Renaissance man. Indeed. Uh, both Chris and Jim asked almost the exact question verbatim. What would your advice be to the Badgers after what happened the Badgers? UNC, the Badgers. Uh, we don't need no stinking Badgers. What would your advice be to the University of Wisconsin football team uh, after what you experienced in Seattle last year? It's tough. Yeah, it's tough because they don't have a playoff system yet in college football, which is still unbelievable to me. Uh, one loss means a lot more in their sport. Um, I watched the, the playback. I, I, I'm not quite sure what the referee was doing. Uh, the Arizona State players were obviously trying to do some sort of stalling technique, which worked. But it was a little bizarre. The umpire, I didn't know what he was exactly doing, holding them. And then, uh, yeah, disappointing. I went to bed and they were ahead. Yeah. You watched. Yeah. I, you, I love my Wisconsin sports. You um, you obviously came in here the next day after the Seattle thing and, and said your piece, and most of us would agree that it at least – the event and your comments probably helped things along a little bit in that process. Was that difficult to stay on the high road? I mean, you guys all did a pretty good job of it, um, all things considered. There wasn't a whole lot of belly aching, and it seems like the Badgers are taking a page right out of your book. Yeah, it's, it's just some things that are out of your control in this league, and as frustrating as they are, um, the human error part of our game and our lives is always—I mean, part of our sport is always has always been prevalent, and you just you can't you can't let that affect uh, affect you the way that uh, some people want it to. Next question comes from Megan. She says, "In light of Manning Bowl three over the weekend, and because Aaron is the middle of three sons, like Peyton, uh, and and obviously with his brothers, have Aaron and Peyton ever discussed or shared stories about being the middle son with two brothers? And you've told." I think it's great. I, I hope if we have kids, Sydney takes the same attitude of how great it is to be an older brother and a younger brother at the same time. You and Peyton, I don't know what your relationship is. I don't know how well you guys know each other. I haven't talked about that, no. Yeah. But you, you dig sure that. It would be an interesting conversation. Yeah, you dig that role. I you met Cooper. I met Cooper recently. Really? Well, I mean, the last uh, eight months. Yeah, I met him uh, 
You know, I met him. I met him in New Orleans. I think he lives in New Orleans. Yeah, and yeah. you were down there for the Super Bowl? Doing Super Bowl stuff, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the next question comes from Gus. How do you think Will and Max' home life will interfere with work in Season 3 of the Newsroom? I love the Newsroom. Did you see the finale? Are we no, I'm a little behind. Uh-oh. I'm a little bit behind. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we just did to you what you did to everyone with uh, hey, you know Game what? of Thrones. 24-hour rule. It's my own rule. <laughs> okay. You can write whatever you want about it on Twitter. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Uh, last two questions. First one comes from Jim. Is Randall Cobb photobombing the captain's photo on his own, or do you have a new partner in crime? I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, well, I happen to have it here for you. Uh, Can he, our viewers see that on the video stream here? Do you want this to go to a video stream? Is, are, I just is want them to see some of the uh, artwork you have in here. Very interesting. Well, you know, it's uh, here you go. He's um, oh, it's Randy it's Robert here. Francois and Jermichael Finley and Clay. And there's you. Then there's Randall Cobb. Yeah, I look like Peaky. my neck is kind of hurting. And still hasn't uh, <laughs> still hasn't started to feel better. Uh, that's good. That's good by Randall. You know, there's been multiple guys over the years who've stepped in when I've been a captain or kind of on their own. The year I was hurt on IR, uh, Big Daddy, uh, Carl Hairston, yep, was uh, one of our coaches. He stepped in at one point and did a little photo bombing. Uh, it's it's contagious, you know. And I, I know people enjoy looking at those, and I've been asked multiple times, probably over the last couple of years, uh, if I would photo bomb people taking pictures of themselves when I'm out. That's not bad, because you don't like the whole posing necessarily. But that's that's creative. I kind of dig that. No? Very creative. Yeah. Yes. Um, who did it in San Francisco? It looks like Seneca is kind of walking in the background, but then there's somebody. I think. So- yeah, I think somebody was. Let's see here for our viewers, uh, video viewers. Oh, that's Moss, Winston Moss. <laughs> yeah, he, he <laughs> he's become quite the uh, jokester, prankster the last uh, last couple of years. Okay, and then our final question, and it's an audio question. This comes from Marcus. He wants to know the better rally song. Here's the first one. Fish is going to cue it up. That would be You're the Best from the Karate Kid. And if I, right now I do wish we had video because that was pretty sweet. I think they saw it, yeah, in that video. Up there. <laughs> and then the other one is right here. Win the day. That is uh, Win in the End, of course, from the Michael J. Fox classic Teen Wolf. It's not even close, Karate Kid, all the way. Yeah. Now, how old would you have been when that came out? Like eighty-four. One. Yeah. So, but you, you you're a fan of that film. Oh you, yeah. Have you ever run across Ralph Macchio? No, in but he is the most amazing-looking fifty-one-year-old guy. I mean, like he he looks like he's thirty. <laughs> I remember when I saw him on Dance with the Stars, I was like, "Karate Kid, Google How old is he? He's got to be like, well, like late thirties, forty-nine. What? <laughs> no way." <laughs> Yeah, he's aged well. All right, so the winner is uh, "You're the Best" by uh, from the Karate Kid. All right, well that's it. We're out of we're out of questions. I don't know how you felt about doing it all with other people's questions, but we can continue to do it that way if you'd like. You better you better hope your your job is safe. There's some good questions. I don't out think there. my job is safe at this at all, actually. So we will uh, we'll do it again next week. Thanks for all your questions. 
Great job, good job, good effort, and I think uh, great job or good job. You kind of back that well, up. Well, it was great job. It was and great, then but then you're the like, phrase, oh, yeah, I good job, watch good it. effort. Oh. Yeah, you're familiar with that? No. no. Okay, never mind then. We will uh, do it again next week. This has been the Aaron Rodgers Show.